Hi campers, welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Caught me by surprise. Really <laughs> snuck up on me. <laughs> How are you? You know, I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. I um I did get an injury yesterday. Uh-oh. It's pretty serious. Um, As per usual, I was shucking oysters. (laughs) As one does. As one does. And I sliced open my hand. Um, So I'm fine. It's not even really that bad, but um, you know how I like to lay it on thick. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And you should. Yeah. And I should. Yeah. Any, uh, Any injuries for you? Um, it's a great question. Nope. Got some, got some blisties on my, I hate that I just, just said that on a podcast. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it was only about. a matter of time. It's just, here's the thing. Quarantine, even though it has not been a thing for a while now, it has just really impacted the way I relate to the world because mm-hmm. I learned that I truly could go weeks nay months at a time <laughs> without having to like interact with the world sure. and so now i literally put on my birkenstocks to oh, go no. to ikea the other day and it was so much more walking than i yeah. had done in a while that i got <laughs> got some blisties <laughs> oh wow yeah. we're yeah. falling apart but campers we're here recording we're this here. just for you yeah. Yep. We showed we'll up. Both get patched up at the first aid tent. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll be um, fine. Anything non-blister related? <laughs> yeah. To recover from that. <laughs> Let me just check my list here. Your list. A few um, blister related things, but I do okay. have. Um... <laughs> Bump those next week. <laughs> we'll talk about those later. <laughs> Um, I do have to say Mike and I decided to rewatch Westworld Mm. and it has been a great decision so far. And I, I'm getting a vibe that you have not yet watched it. No. Um, can you remind me which one that is? What's, what's that one about? Um, it's about robots. Yep. Not into it. No, you would be into it. It's but it's not like I am a robot. You know what I mean? They're like people. Yeah. And they no, gain that's sentience. why I don't want to do it because I'm scared. Oh. I'm sure. scared of that happening. Okay. That's what that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Well, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I finished Mayor of Easttown. Oh. Nice. Very good. Okay. I, I know we've, I know you mentioned this when you first told me about it. I can't get over the accent work. I know she's incredible. So many of them too. So many of them. It's not just, I know. um, What's her name? Kate Winslet, but she did knock it out of the park. She did. All I could think of was Kate Blanchett. And I was like, that's not it. Um, (laughs) Close enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But so many of them, when they were in their little talking heads, I was just like, how can they, how it's not fair mm-hmm. that the Brits 
and everyone who's not American <laughs> <can> just <laughs> do such convincing accents. I know. It's I un- know it. It's unjust. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Where are we going? San Francisco, <laughs> California. <laughs> All right. I love the energy. Thank you. It's where you go to see the Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, mm-hmm. cable cars, the full house house, the full house house, the <laughs> oldest Chinatown in North America. And obviously, the very tiny museum that we're headed to right now. All aboard the blunderbuss, <laughs> but no kids allowed today. <laughs> oh no. Only grown folk. Okay. You see, Joni Blank, an American entrepreneur, writer, videographer, philanthropist, and sex educator. <gasps> Began collecting antique vibrators after opening her sex shop in 1977. Customers began sending in vibrators that they found at flea markets and in their relatives. (laughs) It gets grosser. And in their relatives' estates. (laughs) Okay. I. (laughs) Which I'm very uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But flea markets. I know. Like it's one. Okay. I don't, I mean, it's all bad, but like at least at the relatives estate, it's like you have a chain of custody type of vibe. Sure. That's true. Do not have that at a flea market. And if there's any place I don't want to buy a sex toy, it is at a place with the word flea in the name. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stress this enough. (laughs) That's the one place. One that of, I yeah. refuse to everywhere buy a sex else, toy. Everywhere else is up for grabs, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Today, we're headed to San Fran to visit the Good Vibrations Antique <gasps> Vibrator Museum. <laughs> Stop! The Good Vibrations. <laughs> okay. Hats off to what was her name? Something blank. Joni Blank. Joni Blank. Hats off to you, Joni. That's a great, great. I don't know if it's a pun, but it's great wordplay. Oh, beautiful wordplay. Excellent job. Um, I'd like to read my sources. I yes, have mind. I referenced a um Atlas Obscura video on YouTube. Mm. Um the Wikipedia article for female hysteria, unfortunately. Sure. Um, the there was an Atlas Obscura article, the wiki page for Good Vibrations. Um, the song and or the museum. <laughs> the museum. <laughs> um, <laughs> AntiqueVibratorMuseum.com. And then there was a mental floss article as well. <clears throat> oh man. So before we begin on this journey through the museum, let's set the stage for the history of vibrators. Let's Unfortunately, 
In order to do this, we have to talk about that old chestnut, the patriarchy. Hysteria. Okay. So Wait, yes. what did you say? The patriarchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the transitive property. Yes. By the transitive property, it's the patriarchy. Yes. All right. Here we go. Here we go. And I think we've briefly mentioned female hysteria like a few times on the podcast, mm-hmm. but we've never really like gotten into the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. We're not in favor of it. I don't okay. like the not a fan. meat and potatoes in relation <laughs> to anything um, with reproductive organs. Okay. Noted. Just note that for the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't promise that I'm going to stick to that, but we'll okay. see. Uh, From Wikipedia, quote, female hysteria was once a common medical diagnosis for women, which was described as exhibiting a wide array of symptoms, including anxiety, shortness of breath, fainting, nervousness, sexual desire, God forbid, forbid. um, insomnia, fluid retention, (laughs) uh, heaviness in the abdomen, irritability loss of appetite for food or sex, okay. uh, sexually forward behavior. Great. So and there's no sweet spot. There's no sweet spot. Um, and a tendency to cause trouble for others, whatever the fuck that means. My blood is boiling. Yeah. <laughs> I am blood red mad. And it's likely due to the hysteria. <laughs> Madison and I have serious cases of female hysteria. Yeah. Nathan, do you want to just do the rest of the episode for us? <laughs> you couldn't, if you wouldn't mind. We're going to faint. We're getting, probably. Yeah, we're getting a little too, um, yeah, it's, it's getting a little too hysteric for us. <laughs> you guys just need to calm down. <laughs> um, you know, this next sentence will surprise you but it is no longer recognized by medical authorities as a medical disorder oh well i can't imagine why thank god for that its diagnosis and treatment were routine for hundreds of years in western europe in western medicine hysteria was considered both common and chronic among women Even though it was categorized as a disease, hysteria symptoms were synonymous with normal functioning female sexuality. (sighs) In extreme cases, the women may have been forced to enter an insane asylum or to have undergone surgical hysterectomy. I mean, okay. Here's the thing. I've read the Wikipedia page on female hysteria. Mm-hmm. And I still am just like shocked every time that well, literally, it just sounds like anything a woman did, anything a woman does. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Once again, why are men so threatened by women? Can they just, <sighs> yeah, and who let them be in charge for so long? Oh my God. Ugh. so uh female hysteria can be traced all the way back to 1900 bce in egypt 
Great. The uh, Hippocratic Corpus of Ancient Greece documents the bogus affliction of wandering womb, <laughs> which is where that the is term catchy, though it is catchy. Um, but that's where the term hysteria comes from. Hysteria being derivative of the Greek word for uterus. I figured you'd want the etymology there. Wow. I am. I am at a loss for words that the literal word for hysteria. Oh, I I am. I am the sweaty sort of mad now. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) Oh, and here, my next sentence in this is okay. Get ready to be pissed off. Oh, Okay. Are you okay. there? Are you okay, great. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, um, quote, in the 16th and 17th centuries, hysteria was still believed to be due to the retention of humor or fluids in the uterus, sexual deprivation, or by the tendency of the uterus to wander around the female body, causing irritability and suffocation. 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 <laughs> I'm just imagining the uterus just taking a leisurely stroll through. Yeah, she's out the for body. a walk. She's yeah. just, yeah, let her wander. Not all who <laughs> wander are lost. <laughs> so I have heard. Yeah. <laughs> I just, can you imagine being the first doctor that? you know, had some guy bringing in his wife and was like, doc, fix her. And the doctor, yeah, she's acting crazy. And the doctor says, you know what I bet this is? I bet your uterus is just moving around in there. I like, I think we're onto something, you know, (laughs) I, I mean, just like, I'm trying. We have no evidence that this is. (laughs) We don't need evidence, but it sounds right, and I'm going to go with it for centuries. Yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ. And that's history, folks. That's how it works. And that's (laughs) and scene. Self treatment, such as masturbation, was not recommended and was also considered taboo. Marriage and regular sexual encounters with her husband was still the most highly recommended long-term course of treatment for a woman suffering from hysteria. But, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's so disgusting. Men are gross. Mm -hmm. But also, like, not too regular. Because if you have too much sex, then you're also hysterical. Yeah. What is the quota here? What's the sweet spot? What's the G spot of this situation? (laughs) (laughs) And and that's all I want to know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Really good joke, Madison. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so it was thought to purge the uterus. Um, that would be regular sexual encounters for a married woman. 
It was thought to purge the uterus of any built up fluid and semen was thought to have healing properties. I'm, I'm going to have to take the God complex that men have on a regular basis. And for what reason? For what? What proof do they have? None. None. Oh my God. (laughs) I just, it's astonishing. Yeah. Um, uh, in this model ejaculation outside the vagina was conducive to uterine disease since the female genitalia did not receive the health benefits of male emission. Some physicians regarded all contraceptive practices as injurious to women for this reason. Great, 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 great. Giovanni Matteo Ferrari de Gradi cited marriage and childbearing as a cure for the disease. If pleasure was obtained from them, then hysteria could be cured. If a woman was unmarried or widowed, Manual stimulation by a midwife involving certain oils and scents was recommended to purge the uterus of any fluid retention. Lack of marriage was also thought to be the cause of most melancholy in single women, such as nuns or widows. I just, (sighs) I am at a loss. And it's unreal. It's just in i mean it's infuriating for a lot of reasons obviously and in a lot of ways but it's outrageous to me and i am saying this as a hysterical woman so take that <laughs> with a grain of salt but it's outrageous to me that this persisted for so long like the debunking of this is so relatively recent it is disgusting yeah like uh, very very recent like i mean we went through all of these you know scientific like enlightenment ages where people would be you know discovering planets and calculus and somehow in that same world they were just like but i think marriage will fix any sort of ailment Well, yeah, because women's problems weren't real to them. They weren't real. Yeah. I mean, and even with Freud, we talked about it a little, but even with Freud, it was just like he opened up the possibility that hysteria could be applied to both women and men. Mm. And like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Did you consider that it just might not be a real thing? Yeah, it's just not... (laughs) just not there it's not a problem you need to solve because it's not a problem thanks but no thanks freud yeah (laughs) oh boy it is thought that physicians from the classical era until the early 20th century commonly treated hysteria by manually stimulating the genitals of i.e masturbating female patients to the point of orgasm which was denominated hysterical paroxysm and that the inconvenience of this may have motivated the original development of and market for the vibrator. 
The I, inconvenience of this, they created this shit. I, <laughs> they're uh, like, it's so inconvenient that I have to masturbate this woman for a fake disease. Yeah, that oh my god. Okay, wait, there was something else I was gonna um nope, it's gone. Don't remember it. Okay. It's probably just so the flighty. kicking yeah, in. So flighty. So flighty. <laughs> Okay. Oh no, here's what it is. So I just, I think about like the opportunity cost of this diagnosis because obviously, I mean, it sounds like the majority of hysteria diagnoses were just women existing and it wasn't like, you know, anything that was actually wrong. There weren't symptoms. It was just being a person. Mm -hmm. But my guess is that there were plenty of women throughout history who actually had a treatable medical condition Mm -hmm. and instead were given, you know, the blanket statement. uh, It's like when doctors today just tell you to lose weight for everything. Right. That isn't it. That's not the move doc. Mm -hmm. And I just think about like the opportunity cost of that and the impact that that had on history. All of these women who probably died before their time who could have, you know, in, in that time gone on to create a lot of great things or discover, Mm -hmm. make discoveries or things like that. And it's just so stupid. It's disappointing. It's so disappointing. And it's (sighs) getting worked up. (laughs) Let's. Let's take a, um, a take break a- for a um a nice little breathing exercise. It's just some elevator music for all of you. Yeah. Do we need to do any ASMR? Um, I don't have anything around me. I, yeah, that would work. Nothing okay. crunchy up here. Okay. Nothing. Just hold a vibrator up to the microphone. <laughs> This is the sound. (laughs) The worst ASMR of all time. (laughs) Oh boy. Truly. Okay. (laughs) So at the museum, they (laughs) at the museum, they refer to these antiques as vibes, which is so cute. I gotta do a vibe check. That's what I would call my security patrol every single night. Gotta do yeah. the vibe check. <laughs> but what I want to say is that these vibes are terrifying, and I'm really not getting good vibes um, from Ew. these displays. Yeah, I can't imagine why. I truly cannot imagine being on board with these products as a woman. No. Um, because most of them look like torture devices. Um, like hair dryers or oh. you know, like Thera guns. Oh no. <laughs> oh I, well, I always see those on LinkedIn and I'm never gonna be able to look I'm never gonna be able to get on LinkedIn again. Yeah. I don't know why those are always on LinkedIn. <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird place for them to be. It's, yeah, it's very weird, but it, every single time. It never fails. 
Um, advertising for these antique vibrators was really interesting. Um, they were marketed as cure-alls for headaches, <laughs> asthma, fading beauty, <laughs> <laughs> and even <laughs> tuberculosis. And yeah. I feel like they're just really overestimating they're the reaching. female orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also, like, if a man got tuberculosis, <laughs> what happens? He's got to find a way to use that vibrator. Yeah. I do have some names of these vibes for you. <gasps> okay. Um, yes. And it honestly, the names of them might... Uh, explain why they had to like oversell it on the marketing. Oh, these are um, like the original names. Yes. Like the I names. Thought, I thought the museum like named them. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. These are the names of the product. Okay, in the I'm museum. ready. The magnetic massage. <laughs> why would it be magnetic? Yeah, why would it be magnetic? Um, I, I mean, at least this was before pacemakers. True. So, uh, the Vibra King activator. Even, even yeah. that had to be male gendered. Yeah, you could put Queen in there, and it'd be great. Uh, <laughs> Hippie homemade. <laughs> I don't want. To buy any sort of sexual toy with the word homemade in the title. Stimulax Jr. <laughs> Which I His guess father, Stimulax Sr. is so proud. <laughs> this is the newer model. And uh, my favorite, the Niagara hand unit. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, the hand unit. <laughs> Yikes. Gross. Yeah, so gross. Um, so the first one I mentioned, the magnetic massage, was <laughs> advertised as a means to achieve lustrous hair, a mm. healthy complexion, mm -hmm. and a taut neck and chin. Oh, very specific. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Made by a professional. That's sure. the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. If you will. The Antique Vibrator Museum is housed in the back of the Good Vibes sex shop. <laughs> it's a fairly small museum, but it celebrates the history of this controversial product. And every third Sunday of the month, the museum offers free entrance to all visitors. Oh, Dr. Carol Queen is the curator of this museum. She believes that the oldest vibrator they have dates back to the 19th century and that it actually predates electric vibrators. <laughs> this one is operated by oh, being no. hand cranked. <laughs> I just, at like, that point, <laughs> Why even use vibrator? Yeah. I'd rather make ice cream if I have to crank something. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I went to Ikea this weekend and got a desk that um, 
like you can sit or stand at, you can adjust the height and it mm-hmm. uses a hand crank. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to so, know that the hand crank is still very relevant. Um, oh yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And by the way, this vibrator, um, the hand cranked one is called a blood circulator. <laughs> Ew. Worst names for these. I was crying. Yeah. Um, oh, they also have a vibrator that was created as an attachment to a filter queen vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. It feels unsafe. It well not uh I can't form words. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where to go with this information. Sure. Um, so they were worried that the uterus was moving around and then they used a vacuum. Well, because, you know, they just suck it right you know, into the women, right spot. <laughs> you know, women, they always have a vacuum in one hand. It's It's just convenient. Yeah. They really did it with the modern woman in mind. <laughs> Um, I highly recommend checking out the Atlas Obscura video entitled Shaking mm-hmm. Things Up at the Antique yeah. Vibrator Museum. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, in which they interview Dr. Carol Queen. It's um, like super informative. She answers a bunch of questions and um, she seems like a genuinely wonderful person. Aww. So everyone go watch that video. So there aren't a ton of reviews for this museum and the ones that exist are all like five stars and glowing. Yeah. Which wonderful. We love to see it. Um, So instead of reading reviews this week, I decided to read some of the YouTube comments from the Atlas Obscura video. (laughs) I love YouTube comments. (laughs) Yeah. So the first one is... I sold battery-operated boyfriends, or Bobs, for quite a few years. It was interesting how people claimed their doctors had sent them to the store. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Bobs. Bobs. Uh, I don't know how you would know this, but my little sister, her first word was Bob. (laughs) That is very on brand, I feel like. So good. Yeah. Shouts out to Claire. (laughs) So the next one is from Henry. And Henry wrote, that's what I like about YouTube, dot, dot, dot. Always educational and lots of fun. (laughs) Henry. I just love those. (laughs) Keep it in your pants. You know, he's like 65 years old. It's just like... This is going to be a great comment. Like, for what, Henry? (laughs) Okay. The chaotic energy of this last uh, comment that I'm going to read to you, I I still don't fully understand what's happening here. But to set this up, I have to say, in the video, um, they ask a question to Dr. Carol Queen where they're like, You know, sometimes people use the word dildo um, to call someone like as an insult. And then they frame a question around that. So 
enter this comment by Avery. When my virgin ninth grade daughter referred to oh, a no. former suitor as a dildo, it shocked the teacher who had asked about the relationship. I got a phone call about it. I laughed in his ear. She was being <laughs> polite. <laughs> the guy was an inanimate prick, tended to sulk, <laughs> read comic, comic books instead of interact. He had little or no consideration of others. Once she figured this out, she stopped seeing him, but they shared teachers. And so she was asked. <laughs> okay. So I've never heard the term dildo be used for an insult, but not in real life, at least. I don't think I've ever heard it, but you know, I don't get out much. That's a good thing that no one's it's calling you a dildo. <laughs> That was Good Vibrations Antique Vibrator Museum. Wow. I I'm gonna need some time to recover. Sure. Um that was good. Great Thank job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um and I applaud you for not getting hysterical even once during that. <sighs> Yeah, it's building up though. So probably yeah. after this recording, yeah. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> my uterus is really taking a stroll right now. <laughs> uh, I, it's just so, it's so hard to imagine people just thinking that that. Like, like not batting an eye at it, basically. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, it's hysteria. Yeah. Great. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least it's not contagious. But just... <laughs> I, I just... Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a world we live in. Mm. Well, campers, thanks for hanging in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope um, you're as blood red mad as i am everyone yeah let's all lean into this anger yeah. and um spend some time this week dismantling the patriarchy yeah it's the least we can do they've taken so much from us yeah and you know what we will see you all on thursday for immature history <laughs> we'll see you then and we'll we'll have cooled down by then don't worry Maybe. everyone probably not yeah, no promises bye